Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to the TTM Sports Show, the show where we interview guests from within the sporting world. To catch this episode visually, then head over to YouTube and simply search TTM Sports. In this episode, we pick our Euro 2021 squads. We discuss the tactics that England could employ and predict where the three lines will finish in this tournament. So sit back, relax and listen to the guys on the TTM Sports Show. Hello and welcome to this very special edition of the TTM Sports Show. My name is James. And my name's James. And together we are TTM Sports. What we have for you today is a really good episode for you, actually. We're going to be selecting our Euro 2021 England squad. We are. Now, we've both done our own squads, so we're going to be comparing our squads. A lot of it's probably going to be the same. Yeah, probably. Because we like to think we think about football the same. Mm. Uh, in a lot of ways, but differently in some ways as well. So we're going to go through our own personal squads, and then at the end we're going to pick our best starting eleven for the England side going into the Euros as well. Absolutely. We're going to go through each position, who we're picking for each position, and then have a little debate on each one as well. Yeah. Um, first of all, we're going to go to James first to select his goalkeepers. Um, I've selected three goalkeepers in my list. Yeah, three goalkeepers is standard. I think you'd be mad to go with anything less than that. Yeah. Probably wasteful to go with anything more. So I think the goalkeepers pick themselves. I've got Nick Pope, Dean Henderson and Pickford. That's a, a no-brainer. Yeah, um, our, our, mine are uh, Jordan Pickford, Nick Pope and Henderson of Manchester United there as we well. Go. So a easy safe start. Any honourable mentions as to who could have actually snuck into that squad? Difficult, I think, at the moment. Um, I think you could be saying that, that Sam Johnston from West Brom has had a very good season. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, but I said we said this off air. It's, in my opinion, you'll see that as a theme throughout my squad. It's too. Uh, it's the wrong time to be giving out 
caps for people who are uncapped. I just don't think it's right. I think you've got to stick with people that have been in, been in around squads before at this stage going into a tournament. So I've gone with those three. Sam Johnson's the only one who I think might have had a shout. Yeah, I think... Um... You know, as a major outside bet, someone with a bit of experience as Fraser Forster, who's come back mm, into the reckoning at Southampton. No, no. But, I'd go McCarthy over Forster if you're going to go a Southampton goalkeeper, but I think both of them are a long way off. Yeah, exactly. So there you have it then. So that's our three goalkeepers. Um, they're both exactly the same. I think the next bit that we really want to have a look at is, uh, is looking at the defence. So defensively, now, there's probably, there's a lot of, the right-back area is um, one of, great uh, debate really yeah and looking at my squad now I realise I've missed somebody out quite important but I'm going to stick to my guns you've probably got them in yours <clears throat> and I won't disagree with you actually because uh, it's difficult to fit all the, all the defenders in yeah now, absolutely I've gone right backs I've gone Walker Trent Alexander-Arnold uh, as my two right backs. Now I know a lot of people are going to say, "What about Reese James?" And that's who I was just talking about. Then who I've probably missed out. Yeah. However, if it's a straight shootout between Trent and uh, Reese James, I mean, for me, it's a no-brainer. Trent Alexander-Arnold has to go. I know he missed out on the last squad. Um, it, Trent's a no-brainer for me. Kyle Walker for me as well for the experience. He can also slip inside if needed um, as part of the back three, maybe, which I know Southgate likes to play. I think Kyle Walker's a, a dead cert for me. Kyle Walker and Trent are my, my right backs. Um, left back, Luke Shaw and Chilwell, again, yep. it picks itself as a no-brainer. Yep. Central defence, uh, John Stones, for me, has come into the reckoning now. He was a little bit out in the cold at the moment, but the injury to Joe Gomez mm. um, and John Stones, for me, is an automatic, automatic pick now, um, if not for the squad, if not for the starting eleven, certainly for the squad, uh, with Maguire as well. And then, then I was actually struggling with centre-halves. Right. I don't think we're blessed with with great centre halves at the moment, unfortunately. Um, I know everyone's talking about the golden generation of the squad and everything else, but central defence, I was struggling. So obviously Maguire and Stones, fair enough. And then you're looking at people like Mings, Tarkovsky, Michael Keane, your favourite player Rob Holding. I even go. I was even sort of thinking, looking at people like Chris Smalling. Um, Chris Smalling, do you know what? Uh, could could be a, could be a good he, shout. I, I just don't think he's any, going to be anywhere near it, unfortunately. He hasn't had a great season at Roma this year like he did the first year he was there. Um, another player which is honourable mention for me is um, uh, the guy at Everton who's come from Norwich. What's his name? His name is... Look, F- Godfrey. Godfrey, Ben Godfrey. I think he right. can also do a job at fullback. But in uh, for my backup centre-backs, really, I've put Tamori in there. Because I think he's done very well on loan at AC Milan. He's good, he's young. Give him the experience, get him in there. He's played for England before. He did well at Chelsea last season. I don't know what happened to him this season, but I've got him in there. And then everyone's everyone's least favourite player, but I've put him in there, and it's Eric Dyer. So my defenders, I've got Walker, Shaw, as your full, uh, Walker, Shaw, Chilwell, and Trent Alexander-Arnold as your full-backs. Stones and Maguire, um... Fikayo Tamori, and I've put Eric Dyer in there as well. Okay. Um, so that, that's my defenders. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That there is James's uh, centre-backs and his wing-backs and also his uh, his his full defence ready for England. In terms of my defence, uh, I've gone with uh, 
As the left-backs, I've gone with Luke Shaw and Ben Chilwell. I think both of them have uh, been performing very, very well, especially Luke Shaw to come back yeah. um, in the way that he has done. Attacking full-backs as well. Yeah. Um, very high-energy, uh, high-pressing left-backs. I think that's important. In terms of the right-backs, I've gone with Kieran Trippier um, after a fantastic season for Atletico Madrid. Yeah. And I'm sure you'll agree, did really well at the 2018 World Cup. So this guy's actually got previous experience yeah, at yeah. major tournaments. I've gone with Trent Alexander-Arnold. I think he was harshly treated by Gareth Southgate. Uh, I think the way he's come back and actually performed for Liverpool since then... Yes, uh, it was I almost a shot in the well. arm that he needed, I think, Trent Alexander-Arnold. But then again, he was performing in a, in a Liverpool team which wasn't performing very well. No, I know. And, and Southgate, he said, I'll always pick on form. But the thing with Trent is... And I said it on previous podcasts that at the end of last season, he needed to be careful because it might have been as good as it ever got for him mm. in his footballing career. And, he, you know, maybe it's just sort of a Southgate's trying to bring him back down to earth a little bit. Come on, mate. You're not guaranteed to be in the, in the team every week or whatever. And, and I think it's actually given him a little boost and he's had a very good finish to the season now. So like 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 you, James, Trent Alexander-Arnold, uh, uh, he's yeah. got to go. Now, from there, um, my centre-backs, I brought in uh, Harry Maguire. Um, fitness doubt, but I think he's got to go. Even if he's 80% fit, I, I think he's got to go. Along with John Stones... Tyro Mings uh, makes it into my core England squad. Um, I think whenever he's been called upon, I think he's done a good job for England. Yes, um, and he's left-footed as well, which gives guys a nice balance. Balance, and also Walker. Um, my formation, which I'll allude to later on, you'll see pop up on your screen uh, a, a bit later towards the end of the podcast. And for those that are listening, available on YouTube, as we are visual now as well, yeah. um, I've put Carl Walker in because he fits into my formation. Um, so that's my defence as well. Um, heading into the midfield, do you mind if I go first on the midfield? Yeah, just just touching on the defence as well. We've both left out Reese James. Yeah, I've left him out because we, we are highly blessed in terms of right-backs because another name that hasn't even come into the conversation is Aaron Wan-Bissaka. Yes, yeah. I think but the same thing with, um, with Wan-Bissaka as, as it was with um, Sam Johnston. It, it's not the right time to be given out first caps. It's not the right time to be taking uncapped players. If we had a wonder kid that had just come out of nowhere and scored three, four goals in in five games or something, you know, like they did with Walcott when they took a punt, um, yeah, maybe absolutely. maybe that sort of situation. But for a for a defender um, or a goalkeeper, I think you don't want to be taking an uncapped player. No, that's fair enough. So as we go into my midfielders now, um, they sort of flex into my attackers. So what I'm going to do is do the midfielders like what I would say are core midfielders. I've gone with. Declan Rice of West Ham United. I've gone with Jordan Henderson uh, as in the core 23. Yes, he's not played a lot of football, but I think his experience, and I know he will actually be fit for the Euros. Whether he's 100% match sharp is another question. However, as these tournaments can go quite long and last a few weeks, I think being around the squad training every day as fitness starts to build, he also fits into my formation as well. So Jordan Henderson is on the plane for me, along with Phillips of Leeds. Um, I, I think he's done extremely well when he's come into the England squad. I think he's had a good first Premier League season for Leeds United and I think it's just another central defensive midfielder. Now I've put him in at the expense of Eric Dyer, who for me doesn't make it into the squad at all. Um, I have also brought in Jesse Lingard as my um, normal core midfielder and I've put Jesse Lingard in quite simply again he has experience at a major tournament and my goodness he's come into form for me at just the right time. Yeah. I think the move to West Ham United has been a revelation 
revelation for him. And for me, he goes. So that's uh, my midfielders. Yeah, so you talk about players in form, um, which is what Southgate's always said. To be fair, he is stuck by it as well. And he is a man of his word. He is always going to pick players in form. And he is loyal to players that have played from before. Yeah. So um, Lingard makes it into mind, no doubt. Absolutely, like you say as well, a previous experience at major tournaments with England. Um, I think he's very good around the around the dressing room as well. I think, oh, absolutely. He, I think his attitude and stuff and, and his personality, just it, it, he's got to go. Um, I've gone for Mason Mount in there as well and Declan Rice because they're no-brainers, if if not in the in the starting 11, certainly in the squad, possibly in the starting 11 for me. Um, Phillips as well is in mine as well. And now you've missed out on somebody that I would definitely take. And who's that? That's James Ward-Prowse. Oh, okay, interesting. Dead yeah, balls. Good Obviously, I know people say dead balls and everything else. Um, so James Ward Prowse is in mine. Um, dead ball specialist, hard worker, steady, tidy player. So James Ward Prowse goes for me for sure. Um, and obviously, I've got Eric Dyer in there for a centre half, but he can also do a job in the midfield as well if needed. Now, Eric Dyer, say what you want about Eric Dyer. He's I'm, quite a, a taste. I'm, a, I'm a Tottenham fan. I have the misfortune of watching Eric Dyer play a lot of the time. Yeah. And he is solid. He's committed. He's not brilliant on the ball. But what Eric Dyer is, is positionally he's pretty pretty sound. Um, he's versatile. And he's not going to go there. He's not going to cause problems if he's not in, if he's not in the team. He, no, he will sure. go in there. He's part of the squad. I think Eric Dyer is... Uh, Previous tournament experience as well. He's been to two major major championships with England. I think he's got to go just for his versatility. So unpopular but pragmatic. Eric Dyer. Can is I in say a my... word on Eric Dyer? Go on. Um, if Jordan Henderson for me is too injured, and if he was literally he couldn't go, I would take Eric Dyer because of the previous big tournament experience. Gareth South- Gareth Southgate does trust him. He is a trustworthy member of the squad and he is versatile so he could also double up as a centre-back. You never know, this is England. You can imagine us in a (laughs) quarter-final or a semi-final, down to 10 men, it's gone to extra time, centre-back's gone, Eric Dyer... Would would be your man for that. However, or, Jordan Henderson has played as centre back this season for Liverpool. Okay, another scenario. It's one nil. It's a semi final. We're playing France. They've got all the big hitters out there. Do you bring off one of your forward players? You bring on Eric Dyer and you sit him just in front of your back four. I think he's not going to let you down. He wouldn't, but also you could argue that Phillips is a bit more tenacious with a bit more of a point mm. to prove. And I think you know times move on. Um, but in terms of uh, your midfield, I think again. You know, a, a couple of inconsistencies between our teams just yeah. coming up there. Um, again, obviously, for those watching on, on YouTube as well, all of our squads we will put literally on the screen so you can see them as as they get built on, on either side of the screen. And at the end as well, what we will also do is give us our 11 as well, which is interesting. Um, from there, because we're moving through this quite quickly, actually. Yeah, quicker than I thought, to be fair. Oh, absolutely. Um, it, it's, a, it's a good podcast for those listening. It's really interesting to see who we're going to take. For me now, it moves into that attacking segment. I've gone with Jaden Sancho. Yeah. I've gone with Jack Grealish. Yeah. Uh, Mason Mount, I've counted as an attacker. Right, um, okay. I've gone with Phil Foden, Marcus Rashford, Harry Kane, Raheem Sterling, and as the other striker, I've gone with Dominic Calvert-Lewin, um, who I think has performed really well and I think deserves, arguably, to be involved in the conversation if anything should happen to Harry Kane. Yeah, now I, I've, um, so I, very similar actually, to be fair, I think we've got exactly the same apart from, so I've got Kane, S- Sancho, Sterling, Foden, 
Rashford, all the usual. And then I've actually got Danny Ings in mind. It's a good call. I think Danny Ings is a different option uh, for a forward for us to take. So, you know, you've got Calvert-Lewin. Calvert-Lewin's in mind, incidentally. Um, but we haven't got an in-behind type striker, you know, a sort of a, an out-and-out goal poacher. And I think Danny Ings... Yeah. I don't think Danny Ings often gets the credit he deserves. He's had injuries, I know. He's back now, he's fit. Came back the other... The other week from injury, scored two goals. Danny Ings is a goal scorer. Yeah. He's scored for England already. He's only played a couple of games. I think it. he's a different option. It's and a, I think it's a tricky one. Different. Calvert-Lewin, um, for me, I've said this before on, on the podcast as well. Yeah. With, um, with Harry Kane in your squad, I think Calvert-Lewin is the closest thing we've got to, to a young Harry Kane available to us as England. I think he plays in a similar kind of way. He's growing into into role now as sort of a regular... He's he's the main number nine at Everton now. Like Harry Kane had to do and really earn his way in. Calvert-Lewin's done the same. Um, he's but he's had to bide his time a little bit. I think Calvert-Lewin's the real deal. And I like Calvert-Lewin a lot, so I would take him for sure. Not to start, obviously, but I think to Calvert-Lewin and Ings as your backup to Kane, I think that's fair. I mean, you've got something similar and something completely different. And then I think we're absolutely blessed out wide. I think I wouldn't want to be Gareth Southgate trying to pick your starting eleven. It, for it's that difficult. We're, we're very blessed with wide players. I think in terms of putting wide players into the team, it's very difficult because it all depends on the formation into which he chooses as well. Yeah, because does. you've got people like Sterling, Rashford, Grealish, the you know Sancho, exactly. Um, that, so I think obviously we've got our t- we've got our squads, our core squads. But obviously, this tournament's a bit different. UEFA making the decision that teams can now take an additional three players. So the yeah. squads go to 26, and we've picked three wild cards. And here are my wild cards. Go on. I've gone with Saka of oh, Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I think uh, you never know with uh, with Shaw and Chilwell, they are injury prone. Yeah. And for instance, my goodness, should the, the worst happen... I think he can double up as well, Saka, as a, as a very good attacking yeah, midfield very, left is, as well. he is versatile. And I, and I think there that just gives us a bit of extra attacking cover. I've gone with Connor Cody um, right, okay, to talk yeah. about. I mean, it, it was a toss-up between him and Eric Dyer, But Connor Cody's <laughs> performances for me have gone unwarranted and I think largely unnoticed by... If you're a real football man, you, you will understand how good Connor Cody actually is. He's the captain of Wolverhampton Wanderers. They haven't had a good season this season, but he has put in consistent 7.5 to 8. Yeah, and I, I completely forgot about Connor Cody, if I'm honest, when I was yeah. talking about and. and now you bring him up, I would probably put him in mind ahead of Tamori. Yes. Um, for me, I just don't. I just don't. I wouldn't take Mings. Mings isn't for me. Um, just at, incidentally, I, I did make a list of the potential centre backs we could take. So when I got down, you once you got your Stones. Tarovsky was one that the yeah, Tar- uh, James you know, Tarkovsky. Yeah. yeah. So once once I put Stones, Maguire, um, and Dyer in. Um, it was sort of, I was sort of scraping the barrel a little bit and it was Tamori, Mings, Tarkovsky, Michael Keane, Rob Holding, who, let's be honest, win Absolutely no ne- chance. No For chance, any Arsenal no ch- fans that are watching this podcast through YouTube, you could you know, <laughs> see us now. I'm going to say it into the screen. And also for you listening on podcasts, I was um, I was the other week having a wonderful debate with two avid Arsenal fans. And I said, Rob Holding isn't good enough. Uh, he is a mediocre English centre-back at best. I'm going out on a whim by saying that. And the response I got was one of absolute 
anguish and, and rage from the Arsenal fans to say that Rob Holding is an international class centre-back. I think Rob Holding is the eighth or ninth choice in an injury crisis. I think Tarovsky's ahead of him. I think Michael Keane's ahead of him. I think Tomori's ahead of him. I think Chris Smalling's ahead of him. I would put him in a Phil Jones bracket. I really would. And I think, I, I, for me, I'm not having that. I'm not having <laughs> no, 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 I, I, no. No, no, no. I was just, just writing down uh, English centre-ass. But... Um, so yeah, I don't. I, like I said before, I don't think we're massively blessed with centre-ass, but, but Connor Cody, I can't believe he slipped through the net. So yeah, I, I would go Connor Cody uh, for sure, and I think he's a great shout for a wild card. I think he, even just to be around the dressing room, I think he'd yeah. be a good influence on a lot of the other players. Yeah. Um, you've got one more, I think, for you. Yeah, I have. I've gone with um, uh, down the Theo Walcott route. Um, <laughs> I, I've gone. I think it's important to take someone extremely young, given this is, you know, it's three additional extra spaces, which wouldn't usually be there. And I've gone with Jude Bellingham. And, oh, and, yeah, and, okay. and I've gone with him um, after breaking through um, at Dortmund. He, he has actually, he has actually scored in a UEFA Champions League semi-final. Yeah, he has. He scored in two. One of them was ruled out wrongly. Yeah. He's scoring in um, in the Bundesliga. He's playing extremely well. He's got a connection with Jaden Sancho. He's playing with Erling Haaland and all of those youth players at Borussia mm. Dortmund. I mean, that's a podcast in its own. Borussia Dortmund in in five years if they hang on yeah. to their players. Um, Jude Bellingham for me, I think it would do one for his confidence England in World Cup 98 took Frank Lampard and Rio Ferdinand with them um, and we all know how good and they Michael Owen as well exactly well Michael Owen actually played and, and, well, and yeah. announced himself on the world scene but to be around the squad I think Jude Bellingham comes more actually to this tournament than what Theo Walcott actually went to his World Cup with. yeah 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 yeah. And, and for me, I think that's a, a potentially clever bit of management if he takes him. Yeah, um, that's another one to slip through the net for me. Actually, I didn't even I didn't even think of Jude Bellingham. Um, again, I, thinking about it now, I, I I would probably find a way to squeeze him into mine. Maybe <laughs> as we get further and further down, Eric Dyer's <laughs> he's hanging on by his fingertips <laughs> I, I, I said in, it, in my know, squad. But, I, but Eric Dyer, uh, who will ever forget that free kick against Russia um, when Harry Kane was on corners? Uh, um, I've got to keep you Eric I've got to keep you um, just for the sheer size of your head um, so my wild cards although you, uh, to be fair your wild cards are very good James I, I've got a lot of time for those um, my wild cards um, is three players who you've got in your core squad anyway okay and I'll explain why they're wild cards for me right Kieran Trippier because I've already got Walker I've already got Trent Alexander-Arnold but what you must remember about Kieran Trippier is he can play left back um, you see that escaped me, and 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 that makes the Saka one yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah but it, tricky. It, it is yeah, what it yeah. is. So Trippier, I think he was all easy. Is he, he two footed? Uh, as much as any other professional footballer is, I think. Right. Yeah, like he's not necessarily renowned for being two footed, but he's he's comfortable at left back. He, he played left back for England recently um, in one of the qualifiers. Um, so Trippier. He was always going to go for me, but it was just a case of, I think Walker and Trent are ahead of him, but Trippier, he was a dead cert for my wild cards. Um, Jordan Henderson uh, is a wild card because he simply has to go um, for the reasons that you explained, obviously the injury. But like you say, he's, he needs to be in there. He needs to be around the squad. Mm-hmm. You know, he's an England vice captain, I would imagine, Jordan Henderson. He, he is. He's That's got fact, to go. Yeah. He's a captain of Liverpool. He's a dead sir. And then the Whew, other one... Bit of the a other, sneeze on a podcast there. Sorry, guys. The other, the other wild card for me is Jack Greenish. Um... I don't think he's a dead, dead cert for me because well, he's coming Sof- back from injury. Sofgate isn't overly keen on him, and I he's just not, cannot understand why. Uh, no, I don't. Why. But at the same time, Jack Greenish, he he is what he is. 
Do you say he's an acquired taste? Not that he's an acquired taste. There's a lot of hype around Jack Grealish. He's a big fish in a little pond um, at Villa. Um, and the team is geared up for him to get a lot of the ball, geared up for him to dictate the play, geared up for him to take every free kick, every corner, every penalty. You know, it's his team. Um, you put him in a situation like the England squad, where he's not a big fish in a little pond, where he's amongst some of the best players in the world. Um is he going to be that same type of player? And in the big games against, you know, your, you know inter- international football is, is ultra competitive. And a lot of where international games are won and lost is in tactics, formations, systems, uh, being organised. And Jack Grealish doesn't necessarily fit into that sort well, I've of... I've got one for you. I've got a scenario one. for you. Here's a question. Do you think Jack Grealish is in the top 26 England players? English players, yeah. Um, Ability-wise, yes, but there's a lot more that comes into it. I think, and and for me, he's he he will go in a 26-man squad. He is in it. He from, has to go. He has to go purely for he's he's a Gascoigne type player. He's you know he's that sort. He's of a player. talisman, you know. Yeah, he could be he could be you know absolute gold dust for us. But at the same time, I think if it was 23. Coming back from injury like he is, yeah. I think he would maybe just miss out if I was the manager and it really came down to the crunch. Okay then, so that there, ladies and gentlemen, is our squads for Euro 2021 subject to injuries, obviously permitting in the last few weeks of the Premier League. What we're going to do now, um, a, a really good exercise, is to pick our starting eleven. And um, I Just mean, before we know, do that, yeah. just before we do that, yes. I just want to throw out a few maybes that I've got Well, let's do it. Yeah, yeah, just, we've got the time. Just so we yeah. can vibe with a few players here. Okay. So here's some players who I think I wouldn't completely rule out getting in the England squad for the Euros. Okay. And tell me what you think of these players. Deli Alley, one of them? Rob Holding. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Rob, Rob Holding. <laughs> Rob Holding is, is holding the kit bag Rob, yeah, Rob to the Hold, plane. Rob Holding might go... No chance. Rob Holding might go if there's a coronavirus outbreak in the England camp when they first meet up and the Indian variant takes a grip, a long-lasting grip of the squad. Michael Keane, Chorosky, you know, Nat Phillips yeah. could probably be ahead yeah. of him so on current uh, form. Rob Holding, we can, we can categorically say here on TTM Sports Show that me and James Harrison are not having any bit of Rob Holding no whatsoever. No chance. No way. Rob Holding, no thank you. All right, so Mikel Arteta, you can keep him all to yourself. Absolutely. Um, so maybe then, I've gone uh, Callum Wilson. We're big fans of Callum Wilson. Yeah, we are very big fans of Callum Wilson. Um, for, you know, I'm on Football Manager at the moment with Newcastle. He is my number nine. He's injury-free and he's scoring <laughs> and goals. And that's, that's the thing with Callum Wilson. It, it's injuries. However... He is experienced. I think he would give 110%. He wouldn't let you down. And when I was talking earlier about something different, Callum Wilson gives you something different. So I don't think... I wouldn't rule out completely Callum Wilson getting a nod. Mm. Um, The two lads from Leeds, a lot of talk about Patrick Bamford. He's the second highest English goal scorer in the Premier League this season. But... He misses a lot of chances. Going back to my theory and my philosophy on it, it's, t- it's not the right time to be capping new players. I, I, I'm going to be honest. I, I just think he misses too many chances before he scores. So you've got to think to yourself this. Leeds United are one of the highest teams in the Premier League statistically for creating chances. Yeah. This guy misses four to score one. But when you're on the international scene in a qualifier against some, you know, a, a, a lesser team, you, you're only going to get two chances, three chances, maybe. Yeah. And then when you're playing France, Italy, Holland, Spain, Portugal, Croatia, good, solid international teams, you need players that are going to 
more often than not, score with at least uh, with yeah. the least no, chances. Yeah, you I see get what that. I mean I, that. I think Patrick Bamford, his time may come for England, but not right now. Not yet. Um, Jack Harrison, um, again, good player. Mm. Um, very fit, very direct, good delivery. Um, but again, same situation, same situation like we like I've been saying throughout. It's, it's not the right time for to be capping new players. So, so what about, um, for instance, Ollie Watkins? Is he on your list? He's on my list. So right. I've got Ollie Watkins on there. Again, he scored against Tottenham today. Um, he's a really good player, but for me, it's not quite right time for him. Um, I would put Ings, Calvert-Lewin and Kane. Obviously, if you talk about an out-and-out striker, I don't think we need, you know, Watkins, there might be an argument maybe he could play from the left. Um, not for me, not right now. I just, I just think there's too many ahead of him. I think um, just to, just before you complete your list and before we go into our squads, as England fans, you know, you go back to World Cup 2010, just 10, 11 years ago, which isn't too long in the grand scheme of things. No. We had nothing like the depth of no, talent we that we've got coming through we were, now. We were begging we... Jamie Carragher to come out of retirement for that uh, tournament. Like... You know, uh, I mean, uh, here's another shout for you. Um, the guy retired from international football a few years ago, and you think you know what I'm going to say. I know exactly who you're going to say. Be James Milner uh, again... um, to come off the bench and do a job. And I, I think he can be trustworthy. But then again, you're right, age probably is caught up with him. Yeah, sadly. Uh, talking about players coming out of retirement, Jamie Vardy. Oh, Would you have him in the squad, Jamie I d- Vardy? I, I t- for me, um, the reason why I'm going to say no is this. I think he started the season quite well. Although Leicester City have, have done well by winning the FA Cup and, um, you know, by the looks of things, may miss out on the Champions League. You know, it's going to go down to the final day. I, I think that Jamie Vardy's form has just, just potentially just dipped off an inch. Um, but Maybe, but at the same time, you get what you get pace. with Jamie Vardy is you get something completely different to what probably anyone else in the tournament's got. So I would love it. If Jamie Vardy put his hand in there and said, "Come on, then Gareth, let's have one last go. Let's have one last crack." I, I wouldn't be against Jamie I wouldn't Vardy be against going. Jamie Vardy going, but I, I, I think it would be more about whether he would want to, and I don't think he would. Um, the other names I've got on there, uh, this is this is an interesting one because neither of us mentioned him. I think that says a lot. Is James Madison? Well, look, um, if you were to come up to me in 2019, uh, early part of 2020 last year, and I, I would have said James Madison has to go. It, I think it's between him and Grealish. I think they're, they're very, they're, they're sort of similar players. However, I don't think Southgate fancies him again. I don't fancy James Madison. Now, don't get me wrong. What's James, he got to do? James what, Madison, he got to James do to get Madison's a good player. He's a good player. He has flashes. He has moments of real, real quality. But too often for me, I see James Madison and I think games passing by. Um, you look at the, the real big games, Brendan doesn't play him in the real, real big games. Uh, FA Cup final, for example. I know he's had injuries. Uh, I just don't think Madison gives you quite enough. Well, and, I, and I also, I think there's an attitude problem with James Madison. I, well, you see the partying again, obviously, you, you know, your Deli Alleys of the world, for instance. Yeah. But, but for me... You've got someone like Jesse Lingard that has just come exactly. straight back exactly. in and took that place away from him. Exactly. I don't expect to see James Madison in. And do you know no. what? I think he may need to leave Leicester City to mm. play week in, week out to, to get a run of games. I don't know about that just yet because I think there is definitely a player in there. But I think he's another one. A bit like Ollie Watkins, there's just too many ahead of him at the moment. At the moment, yeah. Um, his time will probably come though. The other one i got on there uh, is just a, Harry Winks. Um, I think he's a very neat and tidy player. Is he playing often enough for Tottenham at the moment? No, Andy, and he's another one. So 
if it's a straight toss-up, Winks and Calvin Phillips. I think Calvin Phillips has just moved ahead of him. Now I think he plays week order. in and week out, and yeah. I also think um, Harry Winks is more of a. Uh, a Jorginho Wijnaldum sort of player just keeps the game ticking on gets the ball looks yeah. up and keeps the game moving dictates play where Phillips is more of a tenacious central defensive midfielder I think midfielder. Phillips's passing range is a lot better than uh, and given well. Jordan Henderson's injury issues I think Phillips could be promoted right up there alongside Declan Rice Declan Rice for me starts talking about starting yeah um, I'm going to give my my start in 11 Okay. Um, I need to. I need to. I need to have a little little. Think have a have it. a think about that while I, we're you, on air. You, you, um, while you while go we're on, I'm gonna. I'm gonna just try. I'm gonna. I'm gonna stick mine down, and we'll see where we go. Okay, then. So the goalkeeper for me um, has to be Jordan Pickford. Okay. The reason why I say Jordan Pickford is because he's tried and tested, and he's the Ian Poulter of the footballing world. Ian Poulter, for you <laughs> for you who don't know, uh, is a golfer. You would argue top. 50 to 100 player most most days of the week in the world but when he when he turns up for Europe at the Ryder Cup he turns into one of the top three players in the world I also think Jordan Pickford turns it on for England and I, and I think uh, great shot stopper and also it's his range of passing with the pace that England potentially have on the break could really work wonders for us this is where now my team gets a little bit different if Joe Gomez was fit he would be starting for me yet alone in the squad he would be starting yeah, for me that. I agree with that um, I will play Three central defenders. On the right of the three central defenders, I will go with Carl Walker. I will then go with um, John Stones in the middle and Harry Maguire on the so left going, of the three. You're going back three. I'm going a back three, and I think it's what served us well at the World Cup, and mm. I think it gives us an extra layer of protection against those big nations. Now, for me, this is what I'm going to be going with. Um, Trent Alexander-Arnold, the way I get him into that team, is to play him as a right wing back. Do you think, he, do you think he's... A definite starter. Do you think he has not for to Gareth start? Southgate for James Harrison? He is, yeah, okay, um, no. but but not for but not for Gareth Southgate. But this is my team, yeah, uh, and I would play him as a right wing back. And if you play him in that role, I believe he plays. If we go with a solid back four, believe it or not, I'll probably go with Kieran Trippier. This is why the versatility of this England squad yeah, yeah, is yeah. so good. But as a wing back, right for me, Trent Alexander Arnold starts on the left. I'm really 50-50 on this. Um, I'm going to go with Luke Shaw. And I'm going to go with him because I think his form for Manchester United, since the turn of the year especially, has been absolutely outstanding. I've got got real good attacking width now to England as well. One on the right, which is a Beckham-esque in terms of passing, and one on the left, which is a bummer. The only thing I would say about that is Shaw and Trent haven't played wing-back before. Think of, can you think of a time when either of them have actually played the role of a wing back? Let's be brutally honest. Let's 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 be brutally honest. Trent Alexander Arnold is a mix between a right midfielder and a right back. That's yeah. a wing back. But that is a very specialist position, a wing back. I, I believe if, he could uh, do a job there. If you haven't played with out and out wing backs before and you're going into a major tournament, bear in mind our opening game is Croatia, which is no easy game. At Wembley. Is it the right time to be playing uh, that formation with two guys that have not played that f- formation before? I think they're professional footballers. Yeah. On £100,000 but... a week, I'm pretty sure they can just move forward three yards. <laughs> and, and I think um, from there, so that that's my defence. Going okay. into the midfield, I've got a two-man holding midfield of Declan Rice and Jordan Henderson. I believe what you get with these two guys, with Declan Rice, is neat and tidy. He's very tenacious on the ball. And with Jordan Henderson, you have an engine, a sweeper-upper, just collecting all the little bits and keeping it ticking on. I think that's quite solid in the middle of the midfield there. From there, I have then Phil Foden tucked up 
behind a front... Well, actually, on air, I've got that wrong because if I put Phil Foden in and a front three, that gives me an extra player and that's a 12-man team. The 12-man so, is the Wembley crowd. Exactly. So from there, <laughs> Phil Foden doesn't get in. If um, So for me, doesn't start. I start Jadon Sancho on the right. I think he's exciting. I think with a Wembley crowd roaring. And Wembley's got a lot to do with this. I'm just trying to work out your formation here. So you've got a back three. Yeah. You've got the two wing backs. Then what have you got? Two uh, holders. Two holding and three up front in a, in a, in a you know two inside forwards and a striker. Um, so Jaden Sancho on the right of that you'll be able to see the graphic coming up onto the screen now onto the left of that I've got Raheem Sterling um, really firing on all cylinders it's a real attacking team and then I also have Harry Kane through the middle but for me the key to my England team is the wing backs because what you're going to get with that is also defensive output so we obviously we then go to six at the back but also from an attacking output that gives us five so as far as I'm concerned, uh, I think that that's my England team. If I was to go to a 4-4-2, it's a very different conversation. But for me, we're England. We're at home for our group games. I think, um, and as you know, in a tournament, if, if you get off to a really good start and the momentum yep. starts to build, you can be playing on the moon. You, you're yeah. going to get that chemistry. Much like um, the England... Russia at the last World Cup. Yeah. Where they just rode that momentum. Didn't have the greatest of sides. Certainly not even the greatest Russian side we've seen for a long time. But they just rode that wave with the home crowd and everything else. Exactly. And, and, and I think if you're, if you're England and you're playing at home, yeah. you, you've got to attack. And we are England. We are not yeah. Scotland. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, are, we are not Wales that will, will say, yeah, we're going to attack. We're going to attack. But, you know, yeah, good up front with a good couple of players like Gareth Bale for Wales. And for instance, in Scotland, well... Well, I don't know who they've got, but, yeah, but they've as got far as again. yeah, exactly. But as soon as you penetrate through their top players, you get to a very soft underbelly. With yeah. England, as soon as you get through the front three, you're then confronted with Jordan Henderson and Declan Rice. And when you get through that, you've still got a back three of yeah. Stones, Maguire, and Walker then to get through with the two win backs, offering additional support. So, what's your team? So, my team is slightly different to that, actually, James. So- okay. Obviously, like you said earlier, the back three did serve us very yep. well at the at the Euros. Yep. Uh, at the World Cup, sorry, in 2018. However, after that tournament, directly after that tournament, Gareth Southgate moved very swiftly to a back four. He did. And I think that's the way he wants to go. He has experimented with the three, four, two, one, whatever, various different variations of a three at the back and that sort of thing, which I think it's good to have variety. But I'm going to go with a solid back four. But incidentally as well, Pope in goal for me, okay. not Pickford. Okay, and why is that? I think Pickford's, uh, like you say, he does raise his game bringer, but I think Pope's, uh, he brings me a lot more confidence from crosses, from corners. He's more he's more dominant. Um, he takes pressure off. Distribution, you will lack a bit of that. However, in today's modern game, who really, uh, what goalkeepers really ever play it long? Edison. Uh, yeah, but that I mean is Pickford in that on that level? No way. I don't near. think he's on the level of Edison he's for that. But, but I but I think if we if we, if it's nil nil and it's the last minute, we're under a bit of pressure, and you see Sterling breaking one side, Sancho or Rashford or or anybody with pace breaking on the other side, and you've got that goalkeeper on the ball. Yeah, I know where my money's going. So, but anyway, I've gone for Pope anyway. That's my personal opinion. Okay. I, just, I just think he's more solid okay um, back four is walker stones Maguire, and luke shaw i've gone luke shaw definitely i think he's earned it yeah and i think that's what international football should be about earning your place in the team i agree and i think he's done that um so that that's a dead cert for me midfield i've gone for sort of a, a an interesting kind of midfield free with rice at the base 
So he offers you support to allow the two fullbacks to go on. I'm really making notes here as we go. I feel like I'm, I'm actually the manager with with the well, you know, whiteboard. For those out. looking at YouTube at the moment, I think it, they can see it, it, there, it there are it the notes. There. It is the, there. The notes are um, there. Yeah, I feel like I'm in the dressing room at Wembley before the game. Declan Rice will sit there and offer you the protection, like you say, he'll do the dirty work in there, he'll pick up the bits, ball retention, uh, recoveries, keeping it simple. I've then gone for ahead of it. I'll go Mount and Sterling. As another two in there. So essentially you've got Sterling playing off of Harry Kane. And then you've got Foden playing from the left. I think Phil Foden, uh, if you just said six months ago, I would have said not even guaranteed to be in the squad. He's As a Liverpool uh, fan, I didn't want to admit it. Um, but I think but just now gets, you can't gets, deny it. He just gets better and better yeah. and better. And, it, and he starts for you. He starts for me, yeah, off the left. Um, I think it's a no-brainer now. I, we could be sat here in two weeks' time and Phil Foden's a Champions League winner at the age of 20. He could he could potentially be the star of the show in the final of the Champions but, but League. Just a quick one off record. When I said to everybody when Trent Alexander-Arnold had got to two Champions League finals and was part of FIFA, you know, the FIFA team of the year at the age of 19, no one said anything. Yeah, but that's that. As soon as Phil Foden wins the Champions League at the age of 21, he's box office. Well, but, you know, there you go. Uh, yeah, okay. And I, I take your point. Don't get me wrong. Trent Alexander-Arnold is comfortably in my squad. But Phil Foden, this this kid is different gravy. Um, he's he's um, one of the most exciting players we've had for a long, long time in this country. And I think he needs to be... Let's just, let's just, Good player. Let's well, just get him in there. They always have breakout stars at these tournaments. Uh, the last Rooney one for England was... It was Rooney and Owen at eight. We're, we're due one, aren't we? We're due we one. Are due so one. I think Foden could, be, could really like could the tournament. Could be that one. Uh, I've gone Sancho for, from the right yeah, as well. Yeah, same. Yeah. Sancho for me, he goes under the radar a little bit. You know, we're, we're so immersed in the Premier League in this country. Um, yes. Sky Sports News won't want to talk about, uh, you know, Sky Sports don't want to talk about Jaden Sancho because the Bundesliga games are on BT Sports. So you don't hear about Sancho as much as you should. But the numbers this guy's putting up, uh, he's got to play. Um, he's just scored two goals in the in the uh, the German Pokal Cup, whatever it's called, mm-hmm. final. The DFB Pokal. That's yeah. it, the DFB yeah. Pokal. He scored two goals in the final last week. Um, Dortmund was really struggling down in seventh place a few weeks ago in the Bundesliga when Sancho's come back from injury. He's scored a, a fair few goals and assists in the last couple of weeks. Um, really propelled them back into the Champions League places, which they have now qualified for. Um, the guy is, again, he's different gravy. And I think you stick him... You stick him either side, him and Foden, either side of Harry Kane. Yeah. You, you can't go wrong. My thinking behind Sterling playing just off of Kane, we all know Sterling's got pace. We all know Sterling can can score goals. Kane likes to drop in. Kane can quite comfortably drop in and make that a bit more robust in there with Mount and Rice if Kane's going to drop in. And then you've got the free can get beyond the, Kane the bit, the bit and for Kane me, can pick them the, out. The bit for me, if you, if, obviously if you're listening on a podcast, it could be quite difficult to follow James's yes. in-depth tactical Sorry. analysis. Um, but what we will say is this, if you do want to see uh, a picture of our Euro 2021 squads, they'll be available on all of our social media outlets and uh, they'll also be available on the YouTube as well. So for the guys watching on video visually now, they'll be able to see these teams popping up. And at the end as well, we'll be able to make sure they pop up on screen for you too. But as far as I'm concerned... Um, the last bit really in the podcast is this. We've picked our squads. We've picked our starting 11s. Where do you think England will finish in Euro 2021? Um, it's very difficult because there are some good sides. There are some good sides in this tournament. Um, let's be real. The best international teams are from Europe 
at this moment in time. It's I the World Cup without Argentina and Brazil. Exactly. Um, let, let, let's be real about it. And I don't think Argentina are particularly strong at the moment. Likewise, Brazil are, are not... Chile. They're not yeah. on the level, you know. So it, it's effectively the best international teams. I think you've got to be wary, very wary of Germany. Joachim Löw's last tournament. Um, he's not going to go out without a fight this time. In Germany, they've recalled Thomas Müller. Um, to the squad for the first time in I think 18 months or since 2018 well Germany always usually find the a Germans way. are always there I don't think you can look uh, you can you you need to be very France. careful of France France is the one Karen Benzema back as back in and he's he's almost uh, you know he's almost having a second wind in his career is, Karen yeah. Benzema yeah um, so that could be a mass stroke from Deschamps Belgium are always strong the only thing about them I would say is aging in defense. Older Vierald, Vertonghen, they are getting on a Eden little Hazard bit. Has Thomas Mounier, Eden Hazard. Himself. So I think Belgium might be in transition a little bit. Um, yeah, but transition into what? I mean, that's yeah. another podcast all in itself, you know? You've got to be wary of Spain. Portugal. Always. Portugal, I think, are going to be really strong. Italy. Italy back in the mix. I think Holland, Holland back uh, in the mix. No Van Dijk. No Van Dijk. Van der Beek's not had the best of seasons. Wijnaldum's been uh, having a, a solid seven he, instead he, of the eight. He, you yeah, know, yeah. He, he hasn't been quite as sparkling this year. Um, so where do you think? Where, where do you think we're going? Where, where do you think we're going to? I think there's some really good teams in this tournament, and and it's very easy to get caught up in it, and you know, look at the squad that we've got and think, yeah, you know, and expectations are raised, and people, you know, people are genuinely saying it's going to be, you know, a failure if we don't get to the final. I don't see it like that. I think we just need to take it game by game. Get let's get out the group. If we finish second in the group to Croatia, okay, move on. Let's get out the group, and then I think it's just. It, it it is what it is. Now I'm not going to sit here and say, yeah, we've got a win. I can't believe that you know, uh, you know, we're not going to get to the final, or whatever. I think we just need to lower the expectation, like we did in 2018. I think if we can get to the quarterfinals comfortably, intact, no injuries, no suspensions, let's get to the quarters and let's go from there, um, like like we did in the World Cup, and then you just take it game well, by game and see what happens. Well, look for me, World Cup 2018, we probably finished well ahead of schedule. Yeah. Now, if you remember and think back to 2008, 2010, England's aim when uh, the, the the FA chairman at the time took over, we there was a blueprint and a plan put in well, place. Well, when they opened St George's Park as well, that's right, it? was to win the World Cup in 2022. Yeah. Okay. 2018 World Cup, we got to the semi-finals, but let's not kid ourselves. That run after the group stage was very, very, very favourable. Yeah, it was. However, they got to the semi-finals. A hell of a lot of the players in this squad potentially were part of that squad. Yeah. I would say for England, um, if we go out in the quarterfinals to a France or a Germany yeah. or a big nation, I can understand it. Yeah. If we go out in the quarterfinals to somebody like Sweden, to Sweden, well, yeah, you yeah. know, I, I would be bitterly that disappointed. Will, that would be, that would Do you know what I think we should finish? I, I think I'd, I'd, I, I think we're ready to get to. The, if we're going to win the World Cup in two years' time, we need, or even next year, yeah, exactly. I, I, next year. I, we we need to be getting to the semi-finals, and, yeah. I, and I think, as far as I'm concerned, with the final at Wembley, yeah. If we turn up in the final, and you may say you're, you're going above board, but we don't know, and that, and that's the golden nugget of football. It's so much debate, so much passion. For me, it depends on the draw. It all depends on the draw. Get out the group, get to the quarterfinals. If we have, uh, let's say, an easier team in those quarterfinals, 
I would be very happy with the semi-final finish. I would. If we have a Germany, I, I could understand if we went out in the quarters. But if we're going to win the World Cup, this is a dress rehearsal for me to see where we would be. So look, we we've had a good podcast tonight. We've had a good, we've had a good debate. Uh, the first time we've been in our in our new HQ, we're, we're still almost almost are still shelving to go up as you can see but uh as far as we're concerned for the first video podcast this is how it will be now for us um but also as usual on all of our spotify apple Podcasts, all of the usual outlets we're on so james um how was it for you very good very good um I always like to get into the uh, the tactical detail as well. Maybe I might be talking an absolute load of rubbish, but I enjoy I enjoy trying to think about it and I enjoy talking about it. So that was nice. Um, again, as I am with a lot of things when it comes to football, particularly when it's Tottenham, my own club, and of course with England, I'm I'm very realistic. So I'm not going to get carried away. I don't get carried away. I like to be realistic. Um, well, I think we have been realistic. We haven't said we're we, going to win it. No, but a lot of people are. A lot of people. That's other, England other, for other you. Other media outlets now that the wave of expectation is starting to grow. And I think for me personally, Gareth, if you're listening, obviously you're not. Um, I don't necessarily, my expectations are not massively high. I just want to see us play some nice football uh, and do ourselves justice. Do you, do you know what I think though? Realistically, the best way to look at it is to look at the betting outside of the UK. Mm. And there you tend to get a real gauge of what the world of football is saying. Yeah. Take yourself out of that UK-England bubble yeah. and have a look at the betting in France. Have a look at the betting in Holland. And I'll attach the latest uh, the latest odds, actually, from outside of England on here as well, and the odds from in England to see how how they compare. But look, that's all for this podcast. Uh, thank you very much indeed for listening to us. Um, have a great day and we'll be back very, very soon with some more football podcasts and more football content. Now, if you like our stuff, don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search TTM Pods if you're listening via podcast or on the other way around, if you're watching us on the screen, head over to Spotify and just search TTM Sports Show. Well, we'll be there and ready to give you some more fantastic football content. If you want to get in touch with us, head over to www.thinktwicemedias.com and leave us a message. That'll go straight through to our inbox. And then, you know, if you're interested in coming on and debating this with us, be our guest. Um, That really is all for us. So my name is James. And my name is James. And we'll see you again very, very soon. Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.